The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about how storytelling impacts marketing and even your technology. Joining us is Adriana Gil-Miner, who is the CMO of Itrable, which is a cross-channel platform that powers unified customer experiences and empowers marketers to create, optimize, and measure relevant interactions and experiences customers love. Leading brands like Zillow, DoorDash, Calm, and Box choose Iterable to power world-class customer experiences throughout their entire life cycles. And today, Adriana and I are going to talk about infusing storytelling into your marketing. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Adriana Gil-Miner, the CMO of Iterable. Adriana, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you for having me, Ben. And thank you for pronouncing my name so beautifully. It's funny. I was going to say, I'm sure I mispronounced your name. You say it so much nicer. Say your first name just so I could hear one more time what it sounds like. It's Adriana, but I go by Adri for ease of use, as you would say. (laughs) It just sounds so much nicer when you say it. Maybe you should be the host and I'll be the guest here. I don't think I can do as good a job. And I would love your description of our company. I I should hire you to say that over and over. There's a secret. You've already hired the people that wrote that description. It was from your PR rep who filled out the guest application for you getting here. Oh, those PR reps. They are wonderful and they help us get connected and have a great conversation about some of the best practices in marketing. And the first thing that I want to talk to you about is a little bit about the soft side of marketing, storytelling. It's something that we think about in terms of building awareness, building brand, building feelings and emotions related to what we're trying to sell as marketers, but it actually has a dramatic impact on marketing. So how do you infuse more storytelling into some of the practical marketing tactics that you have? Well, it's funny that you say that it is the softer part of storytelling, because I actually think it is the harder side. Now, it's not as formulaic as you might think, So I'll tell you the story of why I say that and how I infuse storytelling into marketing. I got my career started as a data analyst. At that time, it was called New Media Analyst because, you know, New Media was the internet, it was new, and we were doing analysis. And my first job was literally cut and pasting from two different sources. One was a PDF, another one was an Excel sheet. And I would create, I was managing 
for a student report really for this affiliate program and uh, way back when. And every week I would create a report with which were the banners that were performing the best on which sites, the click rate, the bounty, and how much money was the program making overall, right? Pretty easy. Well, as time passes and I go through all of that activity, I start to realize that first of all, you know, the clicks on what people are doing is a proxy for human behavior. And I start to realize that there may be some different stories hiding in this data. For example, what happens in these top sites that maybe are not doing so much inventory, but they are attracting quite a high volume of clicks and generating perhaps money? What happens if we change the way that our program structure and we present to them and negotiate with them a different structure so that they would attract or that they would run more inventory of my client at the time? And that's the thing that you have to know about me. I'm a humanist by training, sort of literature, communications, but I come from an entirely techie family. So the way that I approached numbers at the time, which was, again, a very data analytics driven role, was to actually find the story where most people just saw a bunch of graphs and numbers. I saw stories hidden there. And I got the idea from looking at that and analyzing that I could pitch a completely different, basically a revamp of that program which I did. And that led to a lot of success around that program. It became one of the top acquisition channels for the client at the time. And that's to me, the magic of storytelling. And the way that I approach that is that when you find a, the story behind the numbers and you connect the two, what is the positioning? What is the interesting example? How do you connect to the audience? Then all of your number-driven rationale makes a lot more sense. This is why I say, like, for example, with technology, every technology, guess what, is built to save you time, make you happier, increase revenue, make you more productive. Every piece of technology has the exact same values, the exact same numbers behind it. But the way that you present that, the way the story that you tell around that, that's where the differentiation happens. So that's why storytelling for me is about connecting the hard side, aka the numbers, with actually the positioning or the story that's behind I appreciate that you call yourself a humanist. That's the first thing that stuck out to me as you're describing storytelling and its role in marketing. I think that most of the time, marketers will divide themselves into two camps. There's your artists and your scientists, maybe even your mathematicians, but we'll throw that all in the science bucket. And we think about building awareness. We think about storytelling, getting our message out there, making sure people are familiar with us and understand the purpose our company has and how we might be able to benefit them. And then we think of the more data science driven component of how do I put the right marketing channel in front of someone at the right time so they have the right action, you know, the growth marketing demand gen portion of our business. And there is a blended area between the two, having awareness, having credibility, having thought leadership that helps improve and expedite your demand growth. So what are the ways that you use storytelling to weave together both the, the hard and the soft, the data science and the artistic portion, you know, both sides of the marketing brain to maximize your company's impact? Well, two comments in there. One is that it is funny to these, what I think are false groups of people. We are all in the business marketing. It's all in the business of psychology. Essentially, what we're trying to do is understand an audience and, like you said, connect the right message to the right channel and the right person. That is all based on psychology. 
Now, the methods to get there can vary. Some would be more number-driven and some more be message-driven. But the reality is that if a mar any marketer or any marketing organization that decides to take one side or the other will fail, it is an incomplete function. So we are all humanists. We use technology to go that. It's the same thing if you ask a social scientist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist, do they use data? Of course they do. And that is part of the practice. And I believe, frankly, every area of knowledge in the world uses data. So I don't believe in that separation. But having said that, specifically, I mean, I've seen it over and over. Essentially, what's the world in demand gen? All we're trying to do is increase more volume, hire more quality at a lower cost. That's how you scale a demand gen. Here's a challenge. The only way that you can actually start to lower the cost of that acquisition of that demand gen is by leaning in in your organic channels, like earn, you know, PR, have more attention, word of mouth, having a great story, SEO, all of the organic earn channels that you have typically on what the brand or the comp side of the house. If you connect that and integrate that by having a editorial driven or a story driven marketing function, or marketing organization, then you will see that you can increase your attention organically and therefore decrease your cost of demand gen, your cost per lead, essentially. That's how I use it. It's the combination. The way I integrate it is by having, first and foremost, a editorial-driven or, or earned-driven campaign or marketing calendar. What I mean by that is that if you design a campaign that is primarily designed to be organically shared. Like I want to share because this is an interesting tidbit or it's funny or it's entertaining or maybe it's controversial. Like if you design it first to be organically valuable, you know, you want, it will perform a lot better. And I've run tons of experiments with this than if you design a pure ad just for the click, just for the paid click. And so there is, again, like this integrated view is really what you say there about lowering the acquisition and basically having a more efficient demand gen. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. 
Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. The saying goes, awareness lowers your cost per acquisition, lowers your CPAs. So the more that you're able to build your brand, the more effective your PPC marketing is going to be. You know, think about this in SEO specifically, right? You can write content that is optimized for a search engine and increase your reach, increase your visibility. But when somebody actually gets to that web page and it's written with keyword stuffing and doesn't have a message and doesn't do anything to actually improve the user experience, people bounce and there's no results. And honestly, sometimes that's useful, right? Sometimes you just want the search engines to prioritize you because you can pass equity on to your other high profile priority pages. But the underlying point here is, look, if you're going to build experiences just for, I don't know, fixing the machine, right, gaming the system, the end users or your humans are going to see that and going to have a bad experience. So what's the way that you can obviously take advantage of using the technologies that are around to boost what you're saying with your brand as opposed to creating content that's more written to, I don't know, take advantage of marketing systems? I love that you say that. My answer would be, well, here are 10 things that you can do. I mean, marketers are smart and algorithms also evolve. So we're in the business of, of course, optimizing for the channel and optimizing for the message. And there's lots of things that you can do, but you're absolutely right. That can lead to all kinds of really weird and bad experiences. I like to anchor on two things. First and foremost, it is about the customer journey. And what is that we're trying to help the customer do? And that's the second one, which is, I approach marketing, and I think it's important for all marketers to approach marketing with a service mentality. We're actually not here to sell. We're actually to make it easier for people that want and need your service or your product to connect them to what they need. So when you think about that, you really think about the full customer journey. What are they trying to do at this stage? They might be trying to learn about you. They might try to be comparing you, might be trying to actually test you out or buy you. And so when you really think about that journey and what is the customer trying to do and your role as a marketer is to make that easier, make it faster, seamless, and then you build the content, you build the experiences, you build the touch points based on that, you generally are going to have a better experience. I think what a lot of us make the mistake is thinking about like, what is the tool or what's it, you know, it's like if I'm in PR, if I'm an email marketer, so I'm trying to really optimize that email instead of trying to optimize the customer journey. So for that, I do recommend that customers do look at technologies that allow you to understand and map out and interact around the entire customer journey that you're trying to do. And not just, it's not enough to have, for example, a great website provider or a great email provider. You need to have a more general unified platform to help you engage and serve that customer in all of the stages that they are. You know, we think about unified platforms often on the MarTech podcast. How do we weave technologies together? And there's an important component here, right? Weaving the humans into the process, understanding what's happening, why your customers are clicking, why they're bouncing, why they're converting, why they're not. And a lot of that has to do with the narrative, the story, the experience. And storytelling is obviously a huge portion of that. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Adriana Gill-Miner, the CMO of Iterable. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Adriana and I are going to talk about innovative technologies in the marketing space.
If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Adriana, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is agilminer, that's A-G-I-L-M-I-N-E-R, or you can visit her company's website, which is iterable.com, I-T-E-R-A-B-L-E.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.